Aloha Busy Boss Mamas! Are you frustrated because you don't have enough time in the day to get done what you planned? Are you trying to figure out where you can squeeze out time to build your business? Have you tried meal planning, but it was overwhelming and you couldn't keep up, so you threw it out the door? Well, in today's episode, I am going to show you how to gain back two to three hours in your week so you can put it back into your business, how you can plan a month's worth of meals in 15 to 20 minutes, and how to still have a variety for your entire family to enjoy. So get out a pen and paper, or better yet, head to my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group to get your free monthly meal planning worksheet so you can follow along in this episode and get it done. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, Get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, busy boss moms. I bet you have a lot to do in the day. That's the thing about business women. I know for sure that you have a ton of things to do, whether it's mom life, whether it's business, whether it is homeschooling, and you are still trying to figure out more ways to gain back some of your time So you can focus it on being more productive in your business so you can have more time freedom with your family. So in today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you how you can plan a month's worth of meals in 15 to 20 minutes for that busy work at home mom life. Now, I started doing this about two years ago, and what I've noticed is it has freed up about two to three hours in my week so that I can refocus that time on building an income from home so that I don't have to go back to work as a nurse. And it also has freed up time for me with my family, with my business, with homeschooling, with things I actually enjoy because I get it. Whether it's taking care of the home, whether it's taking care of the kids, there's things you still have to do even though you might not enjoy it. But what I love to do is figure out ways, figure out little hacks, tricks, systems that allows me to gain back some minutes, some hours, just time in the day to do more of what I like to do or what I love to do. Now, if you're wondering if this is for you, I'm going to be very clear. This is not a meal prepping episode. I don't have time to meal prep, but it is a meal planning episode. And what that means is you plan out your entire month so that it gives you less decisions to make on a daily basis. Why is this great? Because we already make a ton of decisions as mamas. We already got to figure out what to do with the kids, what to do at our job, what to do our our business, or with homeschooling. That's enough mental energy in its own. So less decisions means you have less mental energy spent on things that you really don't want to spend your time on as much, which also leads to having less stress and you can do more of what you love to do. So just imagine what you can do with an extra two to three hours a week. 
Could you work out more? Could you have more mama time? Could you pour more of that into your business or back onto your team to help other people? There's so much you can do with two to three hours more every single week. The other reason why meal planning is super awesome is that you waste less money because meal planning allows you to waste less food and you don't spend a lot of money eating out. My meal planning doesn't come with a whole bunch of rules. It's super flexible and it fits into your family's lifestyle. So if you still want to eat out, then great. But if you wanted to find ways to save more money from eating out, then this is a great way to do that. The last benefit of meal planning the entire month, it allows you to put in their good nutrition, but still be convenient and still be easy and simple for your crazy chaotic life. If that's what you have in your life right now, then yes, this will help simplify your lifestyle for sure. So I'm going to show you how to make a monthly meal plan in three easy steps. The first thing I would totally recommend is joining my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. And the reason why is you can go in there and snag the freebie, which is the monthly meal planning worksheets. This is something you can print out right now and follow along with me and fill it out through this episode. Don't worry, you can still do it on a piece of paper, on an Excel worksheet, on a planner that you have already. But if you just want a freebie already done with everything good to go in each step, that's where you can go get it. So let's jump in to making your monthly meal plan, starting with step number one. The great thing about step number one, you don't have to do this step every single month. Usually by the first or second month, you have it good to go. And then the rest of the months, you're saving even more time. So step one, a little planning goes a long way. Get your family involved and have them sit down and help you with this first part. I have done it during dinner time, so it's not like an extra activity. I sit down with a piece of paper and I tell them, okay, tell me all your favorite meals and list it all out. What you're doing here is essentially a brain dump of all the meals. Now for my monthly meal plan, I only put on there lunch and dinner. And the only reason why I do that is because for breakfast, my entire family does breakfast shakes. And the reason why we do this is because that's where I get in all the nutrition that my family needs for sure. So they have the veggies in there. We have our good carbs, our good protein, tons of protein in that. And it's a full meal that everyone enjoys. So my husband, me, and my kids all have breakfast shakes. What you can do if you don't have something like that you can make a quick list of breakfast items that each family member can choose from. Now for lunch, what I have done is I have taught my oldest, who's 10 years old, how to make lunch for the rest of the kids. This saves me a ton of time. Like that's a whole nother episode because like I said, I try and squeeze every time, every minute I can out of my day so that I can use it for other things. Also teaching your kids how to make their own meals gives them more independence and also teaches them great skills for the future. So I taught my oldest how to do this a couple years ago. He has been making lunch for them over the last couple of years. And now he is teaching my six-year-old how to do the same. He's teaching him how to jump in and help him out. So for lunches, since our breakfast covers a good portion of our nutrition, 
I am that mom where I say, okay, free reign. What do you want for lunch? So lunches is a rotation of quesadillas, pizzas, mac and cheese, corn, turkey corn dogs, <laughs> sandwiches. I have no mom guilt on that. And my kids know how to make it. They're fed. They're healthy. They're good to go. So that is simple for me. Those are the list. And we just rotate it throughout the week for lunches. Now for dinners, what we are doing as a family, we are listing all the dinners that we enjoy. That's our favorites. And by getting your family involved, you as a mom, remember, you don't have to make as much decisions. And you may forget certain meals or forget certain favorites. And your family can chip in. Plus, your kids being involved in this decision-making process allows them to feel like they have an important role in this entire process too. Now, the next part of pre-planning is after you have your whole list written out, I group like ingredients so that it gives me an idea of what types of items I can rotate through to keep a variety when I do the second step of placing all the meals on the calendar. And like I said, after you do this step, you usually don't have to go back and do it every single month. You could probably add to it or take away dinners that you maybe you thought you enjoyed and you didn't. But this step is usually a one and done. So now you're going to go to step two. You're going to make the calendar. So here's my number one rule about making a calendar, a meal planning calendar. There really isn't any rules. <laughs> Because it's based on your family's schedule, your family's preference, you know, your family's habits. This is what it comes down to. And everybody's different. So you can customize it to you. I'll give you a whole bunch of tips on how I place things on my calendar. Um, and then you can take or leave whatever speaks to you. So the first thing I put on my calendars is the rotation of lunches. Just because it's a super short list. And my kids don't mind eating quesadillas three times a week. And so we just rotate that every other day or whatever. We put on our lunches on there. And like I said, my kids take care of that. The thing that I work more on is the dinners because that's mommy's, that's mommy's task in this house. And we rotate it through it. If your hubby cooks dinner, then power to you and rotate him in. So here are some tips on how you can place your dinners on your calendar. Tip number one, is there something that your family doesn't mind eating every single week and that you can just put on there on a certain day? It could be like Taco Tuesday. For us, it's Hamburger Mushroom Gravy Tuesday <laughs> because that's my husband's favorite and my kids don't mind eating it. And I know it's not the healthiest meal, but like I said, we get a lot of our nutrition through our shakes and I have no mom guilt putting something on the table that our family really enjoys and eats all of it because then that means we're not wasting food. So every Tuesday I put on there hamburger mushroom gravy and then for my dinners I do list out like the entree I put aside where there's like rice bread or something or potatoes or something else and then I also put in there some type of veggies or I just list veggies because I, I do love whole foods or like fresh foods, but the truth is vegetables die in my refrigerator. <laughs> so by the time I get to them, they're wilted, they're rotted, they're molded, they're dead. And I've been wasting too much money on that. So what I end up doing, what we actually enjoy now is frozen veggies. And I buy a bunch of those family size. They're not the Costco size. They're the family size ones that you can just 
take out of the freezer, throw it in the micro, and it steams right in the bag and good to go. That's what I add to my dinners to just make it a little bit more simpler, but we still get some good nutrition in there and some veggies and whatever. So every Tuesday, it's like hamburger, mushroom, gravy, veggies, rice. Type it out. I like to do mine in Excel, so I just copy and paste it through. If you have the worksheet, you can just write it on in there. So the next thing I would consider is your daily schedule. Are there days where you work longer hours or you're busier or is your husband coming home late or your kids have activities? For those days, I usually put on my calendar a simple, easy to make meal, whether it's a crock pot meal or something that I can just throw in the oven for 25 minutes and come back and it's good to go. Or it's just something that limits my time standing in front of the stove. That's the type of meal I put on those days. And then something to consider when you're making your meals is rotating the different types of entrees. So if you're a family that don't want to eat chicken four times a week, you can now see when you can put chicken on there and rotate it through the month. Or if you do like to have chicken every single day, then power to you, do that too. But this allows you to give yourself and your family a variety of meals. Another thing we do is we have a leftover day every single week where we clean out our fridge and we have a mini buffet with all the different meals from whatever's left over. Pro tip, have your leftover day the night before trash pickup. That way, as soon as you're finished eating, everything just goes in the trash and it's good to go or the compost or whatever because then you don't have any leftovers sitting in your refrigerator for so much longer that nobody's gonna eat. Another tip is to look throughout your month and see if there's any special events happening on certain days, birthdays, holidays, vacations, um, anniversaries, anything that would cause you to eat out or eat a special meal, now you can plan it for that month. And this leads into another thing I consider. There are still days where our family likes to enjoy something different, something out of the blue. Maybe it's a meal that's a little bit more on the expensive side so we don't eat it consistently. Or maybe it's a meal that takes longer to make so I need more time to make it. For those ones, I usually put it on like a family night or on a certain special night. And then we still have something to look forward to through the month that changes it up. Another tip that you can take into consideration is on leftover days, I also have an alternative, meaning I'll have leftover slash Simon night or leftover slash breakfast for dinner. And same thing on, for instance, on Saturdays, if I know some Saturdays we eat out, some Saturdays we're home, I'll just put a really simple meal that can be easily rotated, like breakfast for dinner. That way, you have flexibility when it comes to that night. Unless you know for sure you're eating out, then you can put that on there too. Now, as soon as you finish filling up the entire calendar, now what I do with all the leftover meals, I put that on a list next to my calendar so that if my family gets tired of something or if we wanna change it out, I can easily rotate it in with something that's similar. So if it's both made with hamburger and they don't wanna eat hamburger mushroom gravy, then maybe I'll make spaghetti or maybe I'll make something else with the hamburger, but that changes it up. 
the point is I leave the list somewhere where I can see that way I don't have to think about it very hard on what I can switch out or what I can substitute something with. Another tip is don't just do one month. Go into the upcoming month, maybe a week or two. It gives you time to plan for that next month and it gives you time to shop for that next month. And you still have meals planned just to hold you over. And then you're done. Congratulations! You have now completed the entire month. Doesn't it look like a school lunch menu, but even better, like your dream school lunch menu? That's what I thought. (laughs) All right, number three. So this is the last step. And yes, you have a monthly meal plan calendar done already, but I want to make sure that gets executed. And the way it gets executed is you need to go shop for all those things so that you can make them in that next month. And now you're like, oh no, step three is making shopping lists. Guess what? You already did. The fact that you have all those things listed out and even from step one where you categorized it gives you an idea of what items you need to shop for. Yay! Not going to be too hard. Promise. So first things first, go check your refrigerator and your pantry first to see if you already have some of those ingredients and items in your home so you're not double buying or over buying things. And especially if these are items that you guys love to eat in your family, then you probably already have a few of those ingredients in there. To make this list, you go back to step number one where you made the list of dinners and then you group them. Now you look at what you grouped and what's actually on your calendar. And then you count how much things you need, for instance, for entrees. If I'm having hamburger, mushroom, gravy every Tuesdays, I know I need a pound of hamburger every Tuesday. So I count the Tuesdays. Let's say I plan for five weeks. That's five pounds that I know I need to buy. My shopping list is actually a note in my iPhone. And I share it with my husband. That way we both can add or take away to it just in case I forgot something or something ran out too early we at least have one place for our shopping list. And we also divide it in stores. And then it has Costco, Fred Meyers, and Trader Joe's. Because those are the three stores I mainly shop at. When I start making my shopping list, I put the items I need from each store. A couple things to consider when you're making this list and when to go and buy it is the first thing, how much space do you have in your home to house all of this food? For me, I go shopping once a month and that's because we have a huge regular refrigerator in our kitchen. We have a chest freezer in our garage. Plus this new home came with another stand-up refrigerator in our house, which is great because it allows me to shop for a month, two months worth of food. And I just put it all in there and we're good to go. But if you don't have that much space, that may dictate you shopping a little bit more frequently, like every other week instead of every month. One of the reasons why I like shopping monthly is because now I just go to the stores once a month rather than every week or every other week where it's also taking up more time to drive, to shop, to come back home, to unload and so forth. I would rather get it done in one day or one morning and be in and out of the stores. The other thing that may dictate how frequently you go shopping is your finances. 
So this should be saving you money because now you have a plan. Now you can figure out how much things cost, what you can or cannot buy, or how frequently you can have certain meals. This will allow you to work within your budget and then you can see if you can go shopping every other week or if you can go shopping monthly or what fits best into your family. And then once you have your list and you're ready to go, go for it. Schedule that shopping day, get it done, and start enjoying your time that you gain back. The last tip I will give you is that I check my calendar and I take out of the freezer things about two days before I actually make it. So for instance, if I'm checking it on a Monday, I wanna make sure that I take out the frozen meats that I need for Tuesday and Wednesday. That way I'm not in the same bind of not having something ready to cook on that night. So. That's one of the tips I will leave you with on that end. So if you have completed your calendar and your shopping list, I would love for you to take a picture of it, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin because I would love to repost it and celebrate you gaining back some time to do what you love to do. Also, if you did this exercise on your own piece of paper or if you did it on your own calendar, like I said, if you wanted a step-to-step -step worksheet, I actually have that in my Facebook group, free to everyone. You can download it straight from there and use it for your next month and help you work through this process. I'm so happy you guys came and spent this time with me. And if this has helped you, definitely go share it with another mama and help them too. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.